Yes, we're here to talk about um, Skid Row's um, first uh, first album, Skid Row, Skid Row. Um, so, Thomas, tell us a little bit how you got. Where where'd you first come across this album? Um, I think the first time I came across the album was um, from the single 18 and Life. I saw it on the MTV or Scuzz or Kerrang or something. And then I was like, what, what is this song? This is amazing. And then I checked the album out and it, was, it just quickly became one of my favourite albums oh, and nice one of my so favourite bands as well. So when, when, what year was this when you sort of just stumbled upon it? Oh, it must be about 10 years ago now. So like 2011. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the album's out when I stumbled across it, when I started listening to that sort of music. I'm not sure how long it had been out for. Um, my friend who I mentioned in the previous uh, episode, Darren Atis, who had the big uh, boombox, and he often would have schedule uh, playing. Let's take a swig. Um, just, just on the whiskey tonight. But um, yeah, so he would uh, he had schedule, schedule. And he also had... The Big Guns T-shirt. I'm not sure if you've seen the Big Guns T-shirt. Is that the one with the woman? Oh, yeah. With the guns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember... I, I wanted remember... to buy it and it's been sold out. It's terrible. I've tried to look, but then you find I find it on Depop, but people are selling it for like 120 quid and I'm like, I can't, I can't warrant that. And they haven't got my size because I've put on a lot of weight in lockdown. Well, I'm not sure if I heard the song first or, or, or heard the, the album first or saw the T-shirt, but it, was, it left a sort of impression anyway. Um, so, yeah, so he had that album and, uh, and obviously Big Guns was on the T-shirt and uh, Big Guns is the uh, opening track. So um, where does Big Guns rate in your sort of list of Skid Row songs? Um, but, uh, but I think Big Guns is, is one of the top ones on there, to be fair. Because um, that's one of the songs... When I first listened to the album, I was like, that is a brilliant start. Just that big G chord starting and then the riff. And it's very ACDC to me as well. It's a very sort of ACDC sort of chorus style and everything. Yeah, I mean, straight in there, isn't it? It's like just boom, album's on, Mm. you know what I mean? And first impressions for me just is like, I've been listening to sort of like, you know, the other bands that were sort of Motley Crue, Poison. Um, For me, it just had a bit more of an edge. It's just a bit heavier, um, you know, than some of the earlier sort of glam stuff. But yeah, so it's like straight in, isn't it? You know, and um, obviously I've seen um, a few live performances where they have it like, um, they have like a, comes in with a jump. You know, it's like, and a one, and a two, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When I saw them live, they literally just go straight into it. They start with um, a, a song, and then it's usually Big Guns was their second song, I think, and they just go straight into it. And it was when I saw them, and it, it was brilliant the way the songs transitioned. Because I think the first time I saw Skid Row, they started with Slave to the Grind, and then they just go straight into Big Guns. So, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen a few different bits of their concert footage where, like, I think once um, Slave to the Grind album was out, that tended to be the starter. Save the grind, and I've seen them start with. Um, I think it was make was it making a mess? I think you used to start with that one quite a lot. Um, mm, making yeah. a mess on Setlist FM. Uh, I had a quick look at Setlist FM, and um, Big Guns is the sixth um, favorite of the band to play live. Sixth oh, okay. most, most popular, and they've played it five hundred and eight times live. So it's pretty much a, one of ones that's nearly always played. Not always, yeah. but most of the time. 
and, and, and going back to the album version for me, um, not a negative, but I find the track quite boomy. It's like boom, 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 boom. I find the recording quite boomy. I'm not sure why. And I get onto some of the later tracks; they don't sound as boomy as Big Guns. Um, but I find it a little bit boomy. But for me, the the, the the main thing that hooks you in is just the guitars. I think it's the guitar sounds really raw. And, and like a lot of the 80s bands would have like a bit of chorus on there, a bit of reverb, you know, like especially some of the poison stuff. And the skid roll was just, it was quite dry, quite that sort of, mm. not harsh, but um, cuts through very easily. Um, and, and, and like, a, you know, two guitars as well. And just uh, mm. thought it just sounds sounds heavy. Do you know what I mean? Heavier than what I was used yeah. to anyway. That's what I like about um, Skid Row having two guitarists because they don't play... Well, they, they do in certain parts, but they don't play the same thing. They don't basically double it. So Scotty will play one thing and Snake will play something, but just a little bit different or vice versa. Yeah. We've got a similar... I wouldn't say the guitar tone is massively different. Quite sim- You know, it's not like uh, one's mm. like really trebly and the other one's really like, um, you know, rhythm It's just... Uh, We've both got a different type of squeal um, and a different style of playing as well, you know. Like I say, um, I think, you know, I've seen interviews with uh, Snake where he says, you know, a lot of, a lot of his, his stuff's the sort of fa- fast, sort of showy stuff and where Scotty Hill's a bit more sort of measured and a bit more, you know, plays what the song needs. I think he's thing. a bit more melodic. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. I think he is. Um, so, um, it's, I mean, it's a great song, you know, like loads of, like, gun references and like you know bang bang shooting like a firing squad and you know circled it's just a song about tits isn't it that's all it is it basically <laughs> is I was, yeah great song not, about tits yeah just about um you know which a lot of songs were about women and that sort of thing at the time yeah so um yeah nice some nice little bass bits as well um it's a nice little bass run at the end um yeah there's sort yeah. of like um a come down because um i'm pretty sure because when i learned to play it on guitar I think they just strum a D chord and Rachel goes down, down the scale. Boom, 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 boom. Pretty standard bass stuff. But you can you can hear that in a lot of the tracks on the album. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not just... It's not just sticking to the basics. It's definitely the bass does jump out in different different parts of the song. And and um, have you seen the video as well? The sort of... Um, have you seen the OC Can You Scream? Um, con- the, the sort of VHS they put out. I've seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah, because it starts off with, like, the old guy dusting down his airplane and then he sort of yeah. spins the propeller and then the sort of chords kick in. Because so uh, I've not found... Um, I don't think I've found it all, like, a whole thing of it. I've, I've seen the song split up and I've just watched it as a live performance, but not all the way through. Yeah, because I had... I've, well, I had, the, I had the, I've got the, um, the VHS when it came out anyway, so... And again, it's like touching on the song, like just the solo at the end as well. The like outro solos really, it's just like for me, it was just a step up in terms of guitar work. You know, mm. like just, uh, and it's not like just um, been going on the musician stuff. Like it's 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 not just pentatonics. It's like really the the, the guitar solos jump around. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You're playing one part yeah, of the neck do, and another yeah. part, and it's that's what's made it stand. Maybe that's what made it stand out a little bit as well. Mm. So um, in terms of my um, in terms of side A. This is probably my third favourite one. Third favourite out of the six. Um, we'll go on to which one's my favourite. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty class, pretty killer, killer song. Awesome and, uh, you know, great song to hear live as well, really. So, anything else on Big Guns? 
Um, no, we can move on to the next one. Sweet little sister. Yeah. Sweet little sister. Because uh, I got quite a funny story about that song. Go on then. Because um, when I saw Skid Row at Download 2019, um, obviously the whole thing's being filmed and you never know what's, what bits are going to be shown on TV. And then my mate who I went with goes, put Sky TV on now. And I went, why? And he goes, we're on telly. <laughs> we got because we we literally run to the front of the show, and we were at the front, and then it cut to us, and I don't know what went on. I don't I don't know what was going on for our heads, but we look miserable as fuck. Honestly, if I, I tell you what, if 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 I could show you all a picture of it, it's it's hilarious. But then yeah, that that song I really do like as well. That's another one I've always wanted to play, but I've really struggled with the. Uh, the solo on it. It's, yeah, it's not one of... I don't think I've really learned that one, to be honest. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, it's not one of my favourites. It's it's all right. It's not one of my least favourites. Mm. I think the drum work on it is is insane, though, to be fair. If, if you listen to the... If you listen to the drum track, it's it's very... Not like a gallop, but it's it's very march and it powers the song forward because the riff is quite simple. <clears throat> which is something I was going to say. The, the the riff is quite simple. It's almost like a punk song to me. It's a, quite punky, yeah. one of the punky numbers. And um, the drums elevate with it. And that sort of lifts it and gives it a, a bit more depth. Um, and, uh, yeah, simple guitars. Nice little overdubs, nice little harmonic overdubs in this. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I'll just get the lyrics up because I can't remember what the... Uh, what the lyrics were, um, but um, she blew my yeah. mind on a record machine. There's some crazy. I mean, again, it's like about um, a woman. <laughs> As much, oh yeah, about, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what this this woman is though. <laughs> is it a, a quiet woman? That's uh, you know, it's a bit like Kiss, isn't it? A quiet woman. Yeah, I mean, Kiss used to say this on one of their she, songs. You know, quiet yeah. woman. That's quiet during the day, but it's. But at night time, she's a real animal, you know. She's, uh, you know, but some... according to the lyrics, she's doing something in the back of a car. Uh, yeah, making headlines, I think, making headlines in the back of a car. Um, and she's got her hands in the cookie jar, smiling like an alligator. But just, I mean, <laughs> that could mean anything, couldn't it? It's brilliant it songwriting, I think. I, I, I think it is. And if you're going to write a song like from the, like based on the eighties, you're going to pull out it's, little it's things mad- like that. There's some mad metaphors in the first album, which is what I really like. Yeah, there is. But they get away with it. You know, I think a lot of bands... Yeah. I'm not sure that's because we're a little bit heavier. I think some of the softer bands might... You know, it just might sound as too cheesy, but I yeah. don't know if, like, Sebastian Bach's delivery or... They're a bit sort of like... Um, I'm not sure if bad boys right word, but they're like, they weren't like... You know, they weren't all, like, lipstick and leather, were they? They were sort of a bit heavier, nah. like... Bit more yeah. rough, punky. They were, they were, they were sort of that mix. I don't know what they'd think of this description of them, but they were sort of between thrash and hair metal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I totally mm. agree. And uh, but uh, but they definitely get away with the, the lyrics. And you know, if you, when you read them, it's like you know, I quite like uh, she's Mona Lisa with a new tattoo. Is uh, pretty. Yeah, good, I uh, think that's one of my favourite lyrics. Yeah, and, and some of them I don't know, so I had to look some of them up. Like you know, too many cowboys riding. High shooting low at the knees, the backhand boogie is the price you pay for being the squeeze. <laughs> Just like, you know, <laughs> managed to shoehorn that into a song, though, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, 
I'll be honest, it's not my favourite one. Uh, but I do like it. It's got its place. But I think there's obviously some some better for me there's some better songs on the album. But it's it's a solid number two. You know, it doesn't it doesn't fall down. It's not like you know, you got big guns and then it, it keeps the momentum going. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, it keeps that keeps that sort of edge going as well, a sort of heavier edge. A bit more punky, so it's just a bit more of a taste of things to come as well. So um I think that's uh, just looking at some stats. Um tenth on the list of Skid Row songs played, uh, 301 times. So, fair, still quite up there. Um, there's a few live versions on the OC Can You Scream as well. So, yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if it's a split solo, guitar solo-wise. I can't really think uh, off the top of my head. But uh, I think uh, I think Scott Hill does the Big Guns one. Yeah. I think it might be a split one, you know. It's just does solos does Snake do that start lead bit? I can't remember. Not sure. In Big Guns. Uh, or whatever oh, it one. is. That one. Yeah. Got me guitar. I think he does that bit, but I think the main solo. Yeah. <coughs> which I was trying to learn before. I've been trying to learn this. I thought, oh, I must learn some of these. I mean, I know like mm. 18 and life, I remember you and stuff. But some of the other songs I have never learned because the, I think when I was when I was at age when I was listening to the music it was at the ability level was a, a bit too high for us, it was a bit mm. too out there, and I'm just sort of maybe slowly catching up and being able to play some of them. But um, I'm definitely going to learn the big guns one, uh, and, and I'm not I, I can't remember it's the top of my head the sweet little sister solo, but um, oh yeah, yeah, that's not going to work on a <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's got actually it's got some fast runs in there. The solo's got uh, some really fast runs. Lots of legato in there, especially towards the end. I think it might be Snake playing this one, you know, mm. just from from the style of playing. Um, yeah, and, and again, we've got like uh, didn't mention this in Big Guns as well, but like backing vocals as well. There's some nice little backing vocals in there. Obviously, Big Guns are big guys. Yeah, their their gang and, vocals on the album, I, th- I ah, think, are amazing. They they're really good. Because they're not, well, I suppose they're not proper gang vocals, really. It's all the band just. It's not like it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody where they've recorded yeah, the yeah. whole choir section. But um, yeah, yeah. getting to the next song, "Can't Stand the Heartache." That yeah, uh, I, I think that it. is the most underrated song on the album, and it's. Uh, people say it's probably one of the worst, but I think it's one of the best on there as well. I think it's so underrated, and they need to play it live more. Yeah, well, I've gone on this Can't Stand the Heartache and just going about the vocals, you obviously get there. Can't stand the heartache. And a, a mm. bit of a gang vocal in, into it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I've got it as my... I've put it down as my second favourite on the album. Um, and, I, and I think... Um, I might be doing my friends a disservice, but I'm pretty sure one of my friends, if not more, said they weren't that big a fan of it at the time. They might have changed their minds now, but mm. it, it, to me, it's a, it's a different... Of all the songs on the album, it's the one that sounds the most different for me. I don't know what it is. It's a, the vocals are a little bit higher. It's a little bit more to me. It's a little bit more. It's a bit softer. It's a little bit more kiss. Um, yeah, people compare it to a pop song. To be fair, like a sort of poppy sort of vibe. It is a little bit different. Like it's it's um, and I, it's just um, it's one of the more jollier songs as well. It's like got yeah. quite a jolly vibe, hasn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? It's one of the, one of the up songs. Because you got the you got the women's songs, you got the ballads, 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this one's quite an up song. Um, and like I say, the vocals were a bit higher, and I'm not sure that's why maybe it didn't get played as many times live. Maybe it was just a stretch for the vocals. Mm. You know, and uh, I did watch a live I watched, version. I watched an interview with Sebastian... And he said that he he used to hate the song, I think. Oh, right. So maybe it was him then. When it first, when the album first dropped. But then he said in the future, he ended up liking a lot more of the poppier side of the album. So like, Can't Stand the Heartache. And I think he said Rattlesnake Shake as well. I think it was a couple of the ones on there. That's quite interesting, that, because I've seen... I watched some of, the, like, Sebastian's uh, live stuff, and I've seen him do it a few times as well. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen the band do it, and there's a really bizarre one where they do, like, a, like a boogie... They sort of stop and do, like, a boogie version where it's like... Dun, can't damn the heartache. It's, it, to me, it's not amazing, but uh, just different. <laughs> it's like a slow-down boogie version. <clears throat> I'm just going to squeeze in, get my album out. I wanted to have a look at the album sleeve. It's in here somewhere. Oh, I can find it. I did have it out. Um, oh, I can't find it. Oh, there he is. Here it is. I want to have a look at who wrote the song. Just out of interest, because uh, talking about, you know, the money played live a couple of times. Right, big guns. Rachel Mullen. Oh, yeah, it was. Born, yeah. I thought it might, might have been... Because it, it doesn't sound like a Rachel Bolan song, so I'd associate him with the punky mm. ones. Bolan yeah. wrote pretty much all of the uh, all of the album, to be fair. Yeah, so for Big Guns, you got Ball and Snake, uh, Hill Fuso. So Robert Fuso's got credit on there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sweet Little Sister, Ball and Snake, and then uh, Can't Stand the Heartache, just Ballin', which I'm quite surprised mm. about. So, um, yeah, but it's a, for me, it's a, it's a killer song. It's, and, and I think it's one of the ones that, have, for me, definitely just sort of got better with age. I don't know if it's because if it captures the moment in time better or... Yeah, yeah. Um, because the reason yeah. Back's not on a lot of the writing credits is because they had Matt Fallon in the band, didn't they, originally? And probably someone else who wasn't, you know, wasn't disclosed. So that's why he's not on many of the writing credits. I think Back only is... Let's have a look at it. Yeah, he's only on Making a Mess, I think. Yeah, Making a Mess, I think, is his only... Maybe he uh, brought that one along. On maybe, maybe brought that one along, you know, so... Mm. When he joined, but... Um, yeah, if, yeah, it's only been played 15 times live, according to Setless FM, so not many at all, but maybe the band just didn't like it, you know what I mean? And just, uh, but, I, I, yeah, like you say, but I'm, in, I'm, in, um, I'm with you. I think it's a great song. I think it's uh, one of the hidden little gems that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Peace of Me. Uh, so obviously just quite bass Good song to, to have with. a fight to. Well, it's the bottle song, isn't it? It's the yeah. It's the bottle <laughs> incident song. <laughs> I tell you what, you wouldn't want him jumping at your feet first. To all I six bet. foot, God knows what of him. <laughs> ah, but he doesn't he look. Doesn't look like he's had a few many hot dinners, or does he? He doesn't look like he weighs much. No, no yeah, I think true. You probably just you probably just yeah. palm him off, and you'd go about hundred meters. A, a strong wind would blow him away. <laughs> yeah, so I've got I've got yeah I've got this down as the bottle song, which. Uh, just crazy, isn't it? You know, and the, when he chucked the bottle in the audience. That that live before that was that was the most unprofessional but professionally played song ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wander wandering around like a zombie apart, of, isn't he? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just out of it. Yeah, and it, again, it's just like killer bass line. Um, 
One of his best, I think, Boland's. One of his Sim one of his dead best. simple as so, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, and he plays it all through the song, pretty much, apart from when the chorus comes in. Yeah, it's. it's I'm not sure if it's. I was just thinking about the song. There, it's a, you know, the um, I don't have looks, I don't have money, and I, I, it's. I'm not sure if I'm just. I'm sort of making this up as I go along, like thinking about it on the hop, but. Uh, it's a little bit less rock, a little bit sort of bluesy. Uh, I'm thinking blues, or do you know it's like? Uh, yeah, if you slowed the song down, it would be a blues song, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's got a bit of a swing about it, hasn't it? There's a little yeah. bit of a swing which isn't yeah. in some of the other songs. Yeah. And and and. You know, I haven't really got. I think it's one of my. I think it's one of my favourite songs that they've played live. It, it, it's it's good to get the crowd jumping. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's a good like. It's another one that keeps the energy going, isn't it? Mm. Um, and it's third on the list of songs played live, six hundred eight times, which is a um, hundred times more than Big Guns, which I found quite surprising. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, but it's, I mean, in terms of live, you, you know, you keep the ones that are, yeah. you know, you, you want to keep the sort of, uh, the energy. It's a relatively short song, isn't it? I think it's only about, it's just under three minutes. Yeah, two minutes 48. Yeah, it's a, it's a mm. quick blast. It's a quick, quick blast. And I've just got it down as yeah. a good groove and it's, uh, but it's, uh, it sets the, it sets the, uh, it's a completely different uh, contrast to, to the song that follows this. In uh, eighteen and life, and it's just uh, such a different song. But it sort of leads. I don't know why, but it just sort of leads into it quite well. Um, they sort of sit quite nicely on the album together, and I'm not sure mm. why that is. I love those natural harmonics at the start of it as well. It's bang, sort bang. of a yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 there's, wow, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of tremolo bar used in it as well. A lot of tremolo bar. Yeah, like I've tried. To, I've tried to improvise over it sometimes, and then I've I've, I've pushed my bar all the way down. And I'm like, yep, out of tune. Well, that's <laughs> one. Of, it's the one that comes up, isn't it? And it's yeah. all she's gonna get from me. And then a woo woo you know, which uh, which need is to nice invest in a Floyd Rose. <laughs> I know. I need. To, uh, it's, it's on my list. Like I had one. I had one, and then it was a black guitar. I don't really like black guitars. Got a black mm. Ibanez RG. I sold it to get a different uh, to get a full a full fat Les Paul. So uh, it had to go, but uh, I would love a a Kramer or a Charvel or something. Okay, should we move on to eighteen in life? Oh yes, the the, the best song in the world. <laughs> what are you making bold claims there? But I mean, it's uh, it's absolutely <laughs> song, like. absolutely. I mean, it's just immense, isn't it? And mm. for me, like it's. Um, the production on it as well, it's, 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 because the first sort of four tracks on the songs are quite heavy, hard, and then it's just like, you get this calm, like, it, yeah. it, you know, they get the chorus and the calm, and it's just, it almost sounds like it's been like... I may be completely like, wrong, but I think there's not as many, like, overdubs in, like, the first four songs. It's very one guitar one guitar, bass, almost like a live recording, pretty much. It is, yeah, exactly. It is. It's like a. It but with eighteen and life, that's more of the ballad production that they did. Well, it's a lot more. You, you hear a lot more 
Like even the, like the little guitars. Obviously, you've got the chorus arpeggio, ding, 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 mm. ding, 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 and then you've got the little volume swells there. Yeah, uh, uh, coming in, and the bass sounds immense. You know, the bass sounds fantastic. The bass, I, I don't know what tone settings amp that he used, but I would like to know because it's smooth. It's smooth like chocolate, I think. Yeah, it is. I, I don't I mean, know. It, I don't know any other way to to describe it because it's not harsh. No, it's. I'm guessing. You know, when you put pick. new strings on a bass, and you get that slappy string noise. There's, there's none of that in it. It's it's smooth. I'm not going to say he used old strings on the recording. Who knows? He might have done, but it's just so smooth. I think there might be a bit of chorus on it as well. I might think. be, yeah, yeah, slightly. And I think the I think the mids are scooped out as well. I think so. You're yeah. getting the bass, a little bit of top end, but I think the mids are scooped out. Um, mm. Unlike the other songs, where I think it's yeah. actually just the it's just a full sound. Boosters. Yeah, mm. you know, you've gone from this punk sound into this like. You know, you've gone to the ballad sound, you know, the sort of ballad bass sound. But, um, obviously, one of the uh, most played ever, or tried to play it, copied guitar solos, you know, oh, yes. from, from, yeah. us, from us amateur guitar players. I don't know how many times I've played it and put it on social media and sent it to Scotty Hill on his Instagram. <laughs> going, look at me, I can play your songs. But they're really good for that, though, aren't they? I mean, they're really good on social media, uh, TikTok yeah, they and Instagram. Are, yeah. And, um, you know, considering they're making, you know, making this album, what, 30 plus, more than 30 years ago, mm. people yeah, still I, I, I do like that solos. they interact with their fans a lot, especially the ones that, that do their music, because clearly that's what they appreciate a lot. And I think, you know, I think any band should do that, really. If I was, well, like, you know... Um, if I was in a really famous band, which one day I will be, <laughs> and if someone played my solos or my songs, I'd be sending them a free T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. But there was a guy yesterday who did, um, I think he did, it was, was it on Instagram? I think it was on Instagram. It was a version of um, the Waste of Time solo, uh, which isn't yeah. easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is one of the I am, ones you need. I am about 75% there. It's just the last bit that's, that I struggle with. But I mean, the, these are solos like, um, and just going on about the first album. I mean, this is their first album, but the guitar playing is like just red hot straight out of the bag, isn't it? You know what I mean? They, they didn't learn as they were going along. They, they knew how to play before they recorded this album. You know, if you look at, um, you look at look what the cat dragged in by Poison, and for me, like some of the guitar work on there is pretty basic. Some of the guitar work is, I mean, they raised the game on the other albums. Mm. To, for some yeah. amazing solos on Flesh and Blood. But, um, I think that album for, was quite sloppily played, but it worked. Oh, yeah, it worked. It worked. But, but like, compared to this as a first album, the solos are just straight in there. And it's like, you know, I mean, I've been playing guitar for 30 plus years, and you've been playing a long time as well. And we're still trying to nail some of these solos, and they just nailed them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they obviously knew how to play really well. I know Snake was there, Fenzo Bon Jovi, wasn't he? And uh, but they must have. And I'm not sure with Scotty Hill's background, but they must have put some serious time in learning the guitars. Mm. So it's a uh, fantastic solo, uh, and just like you know, it's just so catchy, isn't it? Eighteen and life, you know what I mean? Um, what do you think of the video? It's got to be one of the best videos I've ever seen because the concept behind the song it goes so well with the video. Yeah, yeah. Because I like I like the bit where he. Bit morbid, where he shoots him. 
Uh, I, th- I just uh, think it's, it's brilliant with the bottles and they're shooting the bottles and then he points it at him and kills him. And then it's the bit of the start where he's in the jail and his hands are through the bars and everything. That yeah, so you know where it's going. It's, uh, yeah. And, like and you've got that typical hit. 80s sort of cut to the band where they're all in a room playing the song. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really cool video. And obviously it's like, you know, the era of uh, the music video, isn't it, with the MTV stuff. Um, mm. You know, music... Music videos were, you know, one of the ways to just make it, weren't there? And uh, yeah, pretty hard hitting video with the uh, the spray painted bullet. You know, it's got the the face on the wall, spray yeah. painted bullet, and shooting and drinking and smashing bottles up and things. It's, uh, did it go to number one? I don't think it. Slave to the Grind did, didn't it? The album did. What the song? Uh, UK. Oh, it was twelve in the UK charts. Yeah, which is not bad. It's still very hot. Music. Yeah. A lot of music out back then compared to what you get now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was four in the US Billboard 100. Yeah, I mean it's just just. Uh, I think it's obviously this obviously one of the songs I just catapulted them, isn't it? You know what I mean? And you know, I've met friends. I've met friends in a lot of them. People I didn't know and I've had conversations about 18 and life before. Friends I went to university with and saying, oh, you know, I might have had a Skid Row T-shirt on or something. Oh, I love 18 and life. Uh, oh, I've got that album. You know, so it was just very anthemic you know what i mean and um just a just a great guitar song and i find it quite hard to play the um arpeggios to be fair the ding 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 i'd never played clean enough i'm a sloppy player that's my problem yeah i'm sloppy it's one of them to really mess with your effects pedals and get that perfect tone of it because it's quite hard to do because going back to the production the original clean sound it's a guitar and an acoustic played together You can you can hear it, and at oh, the end there's a there's a clean bit at the end which they don't play live because Snake will play the outro solo, but then Scotty will just play the outro chords like the the C sharp and the A and the E, and it goes something like this. Ignore the horribly out of tune guitar, but yeah. <laughs> No, no, but good. I've never learned that bit, actually. Yeah. I'm probably... I'm, That's I'm, the clean bit at the end, which is goes over the, the outro solo. Yeah. I, I'm not much of a tone... I'm not much of a tone junkie in terms of getting things to sound... I, I'm, not to, I'm not to be fair, but I, no. I, can, I can be picky, but I'm, I'm not going to sit there for hours and, you know, tweak things and buy expensive gear to match it and stuff. I just... What I've got, I can get a tone out of it that sounds good. But for me, it was always I was more. I'm always more bothered about trying to get the lead lines. I don't know why. It's, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, more focused on my playing than how my amp sounds. I'm probably too busy playing, trying to play the outros and work out what the chords are. But um, well, not, I know the chords. But you know what I mean. The, that chord, sort of a, a clean bit at the end. Yeah, but I mean, mm. 18 Life, what a song! Yeah, song, song for a lifetime. That one, it's uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, second uh, favorite to play live. 632 times. So you're pretty much guaranteed to get it. I'm, I yeah. wonder why it's... Not, I would think... Arthur, I wonder where they didn't play it. Maybe it was just like where they just did like, you know, like a couple of songs or something when they've done live, when they've just maybe done like Youth Gone Wild and, yeah, you know, and Stay After The Grind. Because they've, they've, they've done a couple live. of TV appearances, haven't they? So I don't know if um, Setlist FM includes them. No, I'm not sure. I imagine like if you go, if you're going to see a full set... You're guaranteed to get it, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Uh, you know. So um, I'd want my money yeah. back if they didn't. 
yeah, it's one of the ones you want to see, you know, like definitely, mm. definitely that one is, uh, you know, you'd be absolutely gutted if it didn't come along and, and it's, you know it's going to, you know it's good. If it's not in the main set, it's going to be at the end, surely. Got to be, you know. I haven't heard it with a new singer, though. I haven't heard it with um, other vocalists because I'm, you know, I've only heard it with Sebastian, so I'll have to have a listen to some of the ones with uh, the different vocalists to see how it measures up. Z- ZP, the new vocalist, can belt it out. It, he really can. Rattlesnake, yeah. Want to, one of the last one inside here. Eh? This so, is my uh, least favourite song on the album. Uh, we're in agreement. We're in agreement. This is my yep. least favourite on the album. It, it's to me, it's a bit like a B side. It's, it's cheesy. It is. It to me, the chorus is just cheesy. We well, had Motley Crue had a song called Rattlesnake Shake, and this is a lot better than this one. Um, mm. And I tell you what, I don't like about it. It's the boom booms. I can't stand them. But I, I, I'm being a bit harsh there. I'm being a bit harsh. I can't stand them because I do. I do like the song. It's the boom boom baby. You know, it's just uh, that. Just you, that just reminds me of the Venga Boys. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's. I'm glad we're in agreement there because to me it's just the, it is the weakest song, um, and I, I think that's probably why it's placed on the end of side here. It's just you know, mm. got 18 life. I mean, it's going to be a hard act to follow, really, isn't it? Anyway, 18 and life. I mean, I wonder how it would have sounded just to end the first side there and then just kick in. You'd go wild on the second side, you know. Um, yeah. Who wrote us? Let's have a look. Who was flagging off here? Uh, <laughs> hold, on, hold on. I need to turn over my uh, dodgy sleeve, my dodgy uh, broken sleeve. I was going to say, snake, so. I think that's Snake. He's like, oh, I want a song yeah. named after me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got its place. It's, it's all right. I don't mind it's, some of the vocals. And... Yeah, it's, it's got a good groove in certain parts. It, it grooves quite well. But I just think as a song, the songwriting, it's just... It's very forgettable as well, apart from the chorus. <coughs> it's a bit slow as well, isn't it? It's a bit slower. It's it's To me, it sort of breaks the... Obviously, you had the fast... Uh, mm. You've had all the fast four songs. You've had eighteen in life, and then it's just a bit. Yeah, boom. It's a bit of a walking pace. If it was played double time, I think it yeah. would be quite quite a good song. I don't mind some of the lyrics, mind. I mean, I, I quite like it. Uh, she's a she's a sweet little cheese when the cat's away, um, <laughs> and I, I I don't mind the verse. I think it's just the chorus. Shake, shake. Shake it mm. like a... Re- it just doesn't do it for me. It is, an, uh, it, it, it is an earworm, it really is, because I listen to it and I'm like, oh, no, back, not your, not your best one. Yeah, so I think we're in agreement there. I don't think I've got too much to say about this one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got a crazy bit as well, where it's going to... Stink, shake, when you do that stink, baby? That weird bit. And then that little spoken bit, I've got a friend... I think I'm going to put that at the start of the podcast. <laughs> it's a strange, yeah, it's a strange song. It's uh, it's all right. I think I preferred it a little bit more when I was younger, but but it's I don't think it's aged very well. And he's just mm. sort of waiting to get onto side B, aren't you, really? Yeah. But boom booms are not boom, not boom. something I enjoy. They're a bit yeah. high. They're just boom, a bit boom. high. Boom! <laughs> I go the lights. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that brings us to the end of Skid Row side here. So. I mean, but let's, let's be honest, it's still a fantastic 
however, what, 30 minutes or whatever, I'm guessing, you know, less than that probably, 25. It's still a fantastic set of music, isn't it, for that half yeah, an it's hour? A br- it's a yeah. brilliant first side. It's good, good songwriting, good solos. You take the pain of the boom booms for the for the quality the, oh, of all yeah, the other stuff. B- b- boom boom boom! <laughs> I want you in my room. Let me hear you say. Let me hear you say. Shake it like you, a rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> let me hear you say. Way oh way oh way But um, no, nice one. And that brings us to the end of Skid Row side here. Eh? So nice one, yeah. So if, yeah. I, I mean, I've been doing a lot of listening to that album. So I have to do a lot of listening to uh, Skid Row side B now. I mean, I know them, but I'm just trying to. Trying to just listen a little bit deeper to see what's going on. Um, but yeah, let's, I have to get some of those solos learned as well. 